The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When the Pharisees heard that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together, and one of them, a scholar of the law, tested him by asking, Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? He said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and the first commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. The whole law and the prophets depend on these two commandments. The Gospel of the Lord. I wrote about this in my bulletin column a few weeks uh, recently, a few weeks back, but this Gospel prompted me to want to revisit this story. Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg was Jewish, and she was an ardent liberal. Justice Antonin Scalia was Roman Catholic, and he was a very strong conservative. When it came to judicial and political matters, it would have been difficult to find two people who were more polar opposites than Ginsburg and Scalia. From the outside looking in, one would have thought that Ginsburg and Scalia must have been fierce enemies who most likely harbored strong negative feelings towards one another. But nothing could be further from the truth. In fact, they were very dear friends. Well, how was this friendship possible? When they first met, Scalia and Ginsburg discovered that they shared a love for the opera. Their families eventually began to spend a lot of time together, including many New Year's Eves. Their spouses became good friends. They simply made one another laugh. In an article published shortly after Ginsburg's recent death, Scalia's son Christopher shared the following story. Judge Jeffrey Sutton, one of my father's former clerks, tells a story about visiting my father at the Supreme Court on what happened to be Justice Ginsburg's birthday. My dad had bought his old friend two dozen roses for the occasion, And Judge Sutton started teasing him, joking that there was no point to a gift like that when Justice Ginsburg had never sided with him in an important five-to-four case. My father replied, Some things are more important than votes. Our Lord in the Gospel today gives us the two great commandments. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. The whole law and the prophets, our Lord says, depend on these two commandments. Love of God and love of neighbor. Two commandments 
intimately united, one flowing from the other. In the Gospel of Luke, Jesus gave the same answer to the scholar of the law who asks Jesus what he must do to inherit eternal life. But in that Gospel passage, the scholar of the law, wishing to justify himself, pushes the question a little bit further. He asks Jesus, well, who is my neighbor? And then Jesus, as we know, goes on to tell that very beautiful parable of the Good Samaritan. If you remember, the parable is about a man who fell victim to robbers, and he is left on the side of the road to die. As the parable tells us, a priest and a Levite walk by the man. They see him on the road, but they pass him by. But then a Samaritan, an outsider, is moved with compassion and has pity on the victim. It's a powerful parable. In his new encyclical on social friendship, Pope Francis writes, Jesus asks us not to decide who is close enough to be our neighbor, but rather that we ourselves become neighbors to all. In other words, I ought not to categorize people in my life as neighbor and non-neighbor. Rather, I ought to see each person as my neighbor. I ought to see each person as someone to be loved. This is a really important lesson for us, a challenging lesson, especially in this time of great polarization in our country. Now, truth be told, every four years we experience a heightened sense of division, a heightened sense of polarization. I don't think that's anything new. That's something that we experience as we get close to every major election. However, some would say that the polarization is maybe more intense now than ever. I know what maybe we might be tempted to think or say. We might be thinking, how can I love someone who espouses views that are so opposed to what I believe? How can I love someone who is living or promoting a lifestyle that is completely contrary to the gospel? Well, loving someone doesn't mean agreeing with them. How can I love? Jesus answers that. Because if I truly do love God, then I must strive to love others as he loves others. As scripture says, he lets the sun shine on the good and the bad alike. So we too should try to see with the eyes of Jesus to try to love with the heart of Christ each person that we encounter. We should all learn a very important and powerful lesson from the unlikely friendship between Ginsburg and Scalia. As divided as they were on issues, they managed to focus on what united them, on what they held in common, and because of that, they formed a very beautiful and enduring friendship. Their friendship and the gospel today ought to prompt us to reflect on our own relationships. 
How do I treat the people in my life with whom I disagree? Am I capable of having friendships with people who hold different cultural, moral, political, or religious views than I? Again, it doesn't mean I need to compromise or agree, but I am called to love. Am I able to see beyond these issues and actually focus on the dignity of the person, the goodness of the person with whom I disagree? The friendship between Justices Ginsburg and Scalia teaches us that not only is it possible to maintain peace and cordiality with those with whom we disagree, it's actually possible to love them and to share a friendship with them. Who is my neighbor? Each and every person that I encounter.